from St. Augustine's University in Raleigh, North Carolina, it's The Blueprint with KJ and Chrissy B. The Blueprint covers the HBCU student experience here at St. Augustine's University. What's going on, y'all? It is your boy KJ. And your girl Chrissy B. And we are back again with another episode of The Blueprint. Today we have with us Mr. Amir Nesson, right? You got it. Hey, 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 How you hey. doing today? How you doing today? Wonderful. I'm glad to be here. So first thing first, welcome to our school. How's St. All treating you so far? Come on, man. Y'all know the studio is the best. Y'all yeah. know St. Aug is the best. <laughs> okay. You don't need me to tell you that, right, but uh, right. we've, we've had a wonderful time, man, from the drum line. Uh, all the way through to, um, you know, the amazing uh, administration that you all have here. Group of incredible people that really care and are committed, you know, to seeing you all succeed and win. St. Aug is it. Right. Tell us, well, where are you from for, to let the people know? <laughs> yes, I'm from New Jersey by way of Tampa, by way of Miami, by okay. way of Los Angeles. I've lived and uh, worked in, in each of those markets. But uh, New Jersey is home, specifically Newark, New Jersey, a.k.a. Brick City. Okay. okay. Uh, so Brick City's in the house. So let's talk about your big break. Like, how did you get into cooking for, you know, celebrities and yeah. everything like that? It's funny. I told the story earlier today about how food was my way to the table. But when I graduated from culinary school, I was both recommended and offered an opportunity to work as a private chef for a guy that was a hedge fund manager. So he was like a money, you know, okay. money guy, um, handled a lot of celebrities and well-to-do clients, uh, financial portfolios. He totally underpaid me. Mm. I wouldn't say t he didn't take advantage of me. I was I was fresh out of school. I had a great I had a great talent. I had a great gift. But he knew that, you know, I, I could still use some cultivating Compared to what I would make now, I, I really was getting pennies, but it was a sacrifice that I was willing to make because what I understood was he really was paying me to train me. And uh, whenever in life you can find an opportunity to get paid to do something that you don't really, um, that you haven't mastered yet, um, mm -hmm. run with that and take full advantage of it because on somebody else's dime, you get to master what you do. Right. Right. So it was in his kitchen that I mastered what I'd learned in school. Mm. And it was from his kitchen that I was able to prove to all of his guests and clients that the talent that I had in the food space had value and was second to none. You know, he had had chefs prior to me uh, and his clients, you know, would always say, you know, where'd you get this chef from? You know, who's this new chef you got? Right. And so I understood that my role working in his kitchen was to make him look good. Mm -hmm. Right, it wasn't my moment to shine. It was my moment to cultivate. It was my moment to learn. My moment to grow. But it was, it was my moment to make sure that he shined. And so that was, you know, essentially where I started. His clients would come in, and I wrote on one of the boards. I created like a chalkboard in the kitchen to write what my menu was and mm. menus of plans for the next day. And there was a quote that I wrote on the board that said, "Bat a thousand every day." Mm. And uh, what that essentially meant was 99, you know, 999 wouldn't cut it. 999.50 wasn't going to cut it. Right. I got to go hard every day. You know, I got to yeah. come in here every day and create a dish that's going to wow him and his guests. And on one particular day, um, Matthew Knowles, who was one of his clients, and everybody, Lear Cohens, the Kevin Lyles, uh, the Clive Davises, you know, just, mm. you know, iconic, very successful people in the industry, 
And uh, it was through Beyonce's father that I got an opportunity to potentially try out to be her personal chef. Um, so they flew me to Houston, and I put a dish together. They asked me to make something I'd never made before. It was called a strawberry Romanoff. Okay. Uh, that sound good. Yeah, <laughs> they sound good. It really was like a Houstonian dish. If right. you were from Houston, you know, mm-hmm. um, like, now where are you from? Charlotte. So Charlotte. Yeah. So what's the Charlotte dish? Yeah, I don't know. I don't really, I okay, Charlotte so got something. Y'all playing. Okay, so I will say this. For right now, tacos have been, like, really a big thing in Charlotte. Okay. So I will say, like, taco chugs and, like, food spots yeah. like that. Got it. But really, I mean, it really is it's really just like yeah, a, a mixture, like yeah. a melting pot down Got there. It. Yeah. yeah, no, I I agree with y'all now. I'm thinking and I'm like, what do I eat when I go to Charlotte? <laughs> right. um, anyway, so like the strawberry Romanoff was a Houstonian dish. Yeah. And they asked me to make it. I never made it before. I Googled what the dish was and I looked at like six or seven different recipes. And when I made it a few months later, they called and asked me if I could do a tour with B. So I couldn't wait to ask, like, well, one, why didn't y'all call me sooner? Right. <laughs> and then, you know, playing with my time. Mm-hmm. And then two, you know, what was it that I did that, like, you all chose me? And they said to me, like, we had, I don't know, 20 or 30 other chefs mm-hmm. that tried out for this opportunity. And we asked mm-hmm. each of them to make the same dish. And every single person did too much. Right. Uh. You know, and I made it according to what, like, the recipe was. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they said just my attention to detail and uh, and not doing the most um, just stood out to them. And so the rest was history. Once you cook wow. for Bede and you cook for Will and Jada, yeah. then you cook for Queen Latifah, then yeah. you cook for the LeBrons and DJ Khaled yeah. wants you. That's why I like to keep it going yeah, with you. Yeah, you know, yeah. keep it going with you. You know, before you know it, you just fed everybody. Right. <laughs> so... Out of all the, like, the meals that you have made, what is probably like your favorite or your best meal that you have ever made? I mean, nobody's going to make a better mac and cheese. Okay. Yeah. Well, and it. we do it a few different ways. Classic mac elevated, you know, cheesy. When you pull that fork up, yeah. that cheese still works. Of course, man. Um, <laughs> you know, but not okay. too much cheese. Because, you know, people can put too, too much, much cheese right, and yeah. mess yeah. your stomach up. So just a real solid, you know, just elevated mac and cheese. Okay. So who or what was your biggest inspiration throughout the process yes. and still? Uh, you know, my father brought me a hot dog cart when I was 11. Uh-huh. And so it wasn't to teach me to become a chef, mm-hmm. but it was to teach me how to be an entrepreneur. His exact words were, I never want you to have to work for anybody else. Right. So certainly, you know, my dad, a great inspiration and influence outside of, you know, mentors and coaches along the way. You know, I really kind of created my own lane, both as a chef and faith leader and and, Mm. uh, an influencer. So I would say, wow, there's nothing new under the sun, but I really created a lane that hadn't already existed. I'm sure more people are like, Chef Amir is who I aspire. You know, I, I didn't really have anyone i had to take from a few different people mm. to create what i ultimately saw me becoming okay, okay. so I, I did a little snooping and i saw that you know you hanged out with robert iron for people who don't know he's like of course another big time chef yes tell us how he is as a person and like have have you ever tried his food versus the shows yeah <laughs> <laughs> on the shows yeah. he can be a little different for him, well for all chefs person. are crazy i mean you know we want your food to come out hot and we want it to be good right. and you know, food is one of those things that, like, you can't play with. 
I'm not going to give you bad food and you're not going to say it's not bad. Of course. Like, you can get a bad haircut and you think it's okay, but somebody nah, else is like, nah. it's bad. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. But bad <laughs> food, the second you put it in your mouth, you're like, what is this? Right, you yeah, know? true. So a true chef, we're very particular, we're very specific. Irvine is, and he's former military, mm. so he's got that, you know, yeah, hardcore, yeah. you know, former Navy and then he's uh, European, so, you know, he's got his accent. Work ethic is different. He processes a little different. He really is who he is on a restaurant uh, Impossible. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's good, man. That's good. So I know you've worked with a lot of people. Is there anybody that you look forward to working with soon? Oh, man. I mean, n- not other than maybe someone that's like, what would I have given to prepare a meal for, like, Martin Luther King, uh. you know? I've been blessed to be connected, you know, to so many people who have been blessed to sit at his feet mm-hmm. and sit and have conversations, you know, but to slide him a meal and, um, you know, be able to just hear his voice and his energy or, you know, the Nelson Mandela's, mm-hmm. you know, what would it have been like to feed someone of of that magnitude and uh, and have a piece of of his of his wisdom, if you would. Um, but you know the Obamas. You know we've we've been blessed. I don't know if there's anybody on my list. You know I I did um, uh, Cardi B and at the time yeah. Migos they were wow. still a group, yeah. and um, they came and picked me up from the airport. And when they rolled the windows down, or Offset did, mm-hmm. and when he rolled the windows down, he had one of them G wagons with the big wheels and his lime green. And when he rolled the windows down, the smoke was like whoosh. Coming out the car, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm not. I'm not getting in that car. <laughs> I'm not getting in that car." So you know, working with um, some of the like hip hop artists yeah. that have their entourages, it could be a little overwhelming, yeah. especially as I'm a little more mature. I'm, uh, yeah. You know, they got a lot going on. Right. Right. Um, yeah, I, I would say I've been blessed to you know work with some people that have been very influential. So with your journey, you know, with you being a chef and all, what is one thing you would have told yourself yeah, as your like your younger self going through your journey? I would have said take every dime you have and invest it and build. Because, mm-hmm. of course, when you're younger and, you know, you're making money, you do a lot of other things yeah. if you're not taught right. to do certain things. Invest, 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 build, 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 strategize, strategize, strategize sacrifice 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 grow 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 because yeah. it pays off in the long run what are some things that you know for someone who want to be an upcoming chef or someone that's just trying to you know do the same thing that you are what mm-hmm. is some advice that you would give them you need a mentor you need a coach mm-hmm. you know not just a chef but anyone that aspires to do anything professionally and at the mastery level you need a coach okay. michael jordan was a world-class player but it's phil jackson that brought out of Michael Jordan right. mm-hmm. what was inside of him. Kobe Bryant, right, one of our greatest players that ever lived. The LeBron Jameses, the Floyd Mayweathers of the world. Great talents, great skill sets, but you need a coach. Mm. The example of Allen Iverson is a great example of someone who wasn't coachable and didn't value the power of a coach. I remember reading a few years ago that Reebok, when they did the Allen Iverson sneaker contract, yeah. mm. AI was in his like early 20s and in his contract they said that he cannot receive the money until he turned 50. Right. So Reebok knew that he was risky enough. They knew that he was 
unfocused mm-hmm. enough. Yeah, he was, I mean, you he know, was, and, yeah. and he, he really was. was just wild, you know, yeah. because he could be. But now you look at him at 50, just getting the Reebok money, and you made Michael Jordan fall with a crossover, <laughs> right. but you don't have a ring. Mm. Right. And so you need a coach. You need somebody that can coach you. You need a mentor. I often tell my team, a mentor and a coach are two different things. Mm-hmm. Mm. The mentor will share their knowledge with you when and if you show up. But the coach is going to come looking for you to find out why you ain't come to practice. Mm. Right. We're okay with mentors. Right. Most of us struggle with coaches, but you need a mentor and you need a coach. You need to find someone that does what you desire to do at the mastery level and figure out how to get close enough to them so that you can learn from them. Okay. More often than not, the easiest way to do that is you're going to have to work for them for free. Because I shared in a, one of the lectures that we did and then with a group of, of, um, of you all's educators yeah. that from a successful business owner standpoint – Nobody's going to pay you and teach you. Mm. So unless you already know how to do the job, right, for example, there's no reason why you all won't go on to host shows on local radio stations and then on major radio stations. You know, but I think about the Ebros at Hot 97 or I think about, you know, the Funk Flexes who host an evening show on Hot 97 or, you know, the DJ Envies and Charlemagne the Gods. All of their stories started the same. Charlemagne was Wendy Williams' backup guy on the mic. And before he was that, he was a production assistant on the show. So in the words of Kanye, you slave so long just to become the master. Mm. Right. Uh, but there's no way to go straight to master without sacrifice. Mm. Just is what it is. And the people that are in position to put you in position are like, why are we going to make it easy for you as hard as we had to work to get here? Mm. But I look at, you know, the Megans and, you know, different anchors back in, like, the New York market, which is a large market. They started hosting shows in small cities. I was on a radio show in Austin, Texas, but then I got recognized and got an opportunity to host on a major L.A. network. So you need a mentor. You need a coach. Look, from an upcoming chef, he just dropped the knowledge for y'all. I'm telling you, y'all better take it. Y'all better take it. So, what do you have cooking up for us? What can we look forward to seeing in the future? Yes. It's the cook up for me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> working on a new book that we'll be releasing, uh, putting the finishing touches on it, entitled The Recipe for Success. Okay. And so, in this book, I'm sharing, you know, my experiences and uh, building a multi-million dollar food brand, uh, as well as diversifying into other businesses and industries. So, in this book, you know, I'm just sharing a lot of just self-help entrepreneurial tips that if the reader would read and digest could really be instrumental along their journey. I'm about to start working on another small piece that will be dropping before the official book drops entitled Fail Forward. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just talking about how failing once could set you up to be a winner for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, getting past the fear of failure and, you know, those different things. And then, uh, you know, there's all kind of magic we're working on, we, you know, working and hoping to be seen a lot more here right. uh, mm-hmm. around the St. All campus. And we would love yes, um, to face a lot yeah. more. You know, so that's, that's, that's what we're talking about. Do we have a cookbook? Because if so, I need to get my hands yeah. on it myself. <laughs> Got you. You know, <laughs> oh, yeah. the cookbook is easy. So <laughs> I have a cookbook called Pull Out the Pots okay. that I only release during the holiday season. Mm. But it's time to release a cookbook. One of our restaurants back up north is a dope concept called the Fresh Chef Gastro Cafe. 
so there's a lot of like dope dishes that we do from there that more than likely will turn into a cookbook, both vegan and some like traditional dishes. Okay. Nice. Well, y'all, there y'all have it. For the people who don't know, let them know where they can find you uh, on you on social network or on Instagram or anything like that. Let them know where they can find you at. Yes, sir. So Instagram at I am Amir, A-M-E-E-R, the letter N. Twitter at Amir Natson, Facebook Amir Natson. Uh, I don't be on TikTok like I like I should. It <laughs> okay because a lot of, we yeah, ask a we lot of uh, a lot of people that come in here do they be on TikTok because we love TikTok. Yeah, because like, I know, but you know, yeah. see the problem when you be making money and working, you don't be having hey, time to be TikTok. You, you you definitely right on that one. So we'll say we, it again for us. We want to be making money and working because I be like, man, I don't have time to TikTok this food. Right. I want this hot food to go right. out so that hot check can come back. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I am on TikTok at Amir Natson. And then, of course, our website, amirnatson.com. Okay. Just all things Amir Natson. Right. There y'all have it. Oh, y'all can follow me at KJ the Goat. And I am Chrissy B. And we are out. The Blueprint with KJ and Chrissy B is a production of WAUG Network here at St. Augustine's University.